I'm talking to Kendall. I'm talking to Annie. We've got a super long one for you this week, so it's just going to be the one, and it's Annie's, so here she goes. I'm talking about Richard Ramirez, the night stalker who terrorized LA for one really rough summer in the 80s. (laughs) (laughs) Content warnings are for sexual assault, child sexual assault. I float the idea of suicide at one point. Um, Felonious halitosis. And um, you also know that he's a murderer, of course. Mm -hmm. Sources are in the show notes. Everything is alleged. But this is certainly tell no one. I'm going to give you 34 pages on the Night Stalker. He's born February 1960. We got a Pisces. (laughs) (laughs) We have a Pisces. Baby bitch. All right. Born in 1960 in El Paso. Older than your dad. (laughs) Everything can be about my dad. That's how I know how old the person is. He is the youngest of five. Mm-hmm. He is in a working class neighborhood. His father is a railroad worker. His father is abusive. Right. Did anybody see that coming? Right on. Right on, brother. <laughs> father was also known to... <laughs> father. <laughs> Papa. Okay, well, his father mm-hmm. was also known to beat himself, like with a hammer. Oh, right. I don't want to... You don't like that? (laughs) I don't like that, but I also don't want to be like, self-harm is gross and you're gross for doing it. I think it's different when you're like in front of people doing that. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think I'm talking about it from the point of view of a child viewing that. Yeah. That would be so fucking like jarring and traumatizing to watch your father do that. And it's also like, I don't think the intent there is self-harm. I think it's to creep everyone out. Sure. (laughs) <laughs> and, it, and, it and it does <laughs> um so richard is troubled from a young age mm-hmm. on a, probably on account of the watching your dad beat himself yeah partly and being hit yourself yeah um richard has epilepsy oh and he's very withdrawn but he is um i don't know when people from his childhood later in life find out what he does they're all very like that tracks i feel like a lot of the time it does track but, but then again but like, the, okay, so what you're saying is this guy's like, he's certainly not Ted Bundy. Oh, he was gonna be normal, right? What happened to Richard? He was never gonna be normal. No one's like shocked he did something heinous. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. Got it. Um, because he does things like he'll sleep in the cemetery overnight when he's a kid, and I can't tell if that is to be creepy or if he like if that is part of the lore around him now. Right. But people around him from childhood say that, like, he just had a cemetery nearby his house and he had a scary dad he didn't want to go home to. Right. You know I bet I mean? it, like, that's a creepy fact that, like, just keeps being said. And I bet it was just a coincidence. But we yeah. keep saying it because it's creepy. And I'm going to say it again probably later. I'll bring it up during trial. <laughs> I will. <laughs> <laughs> he struggles with self-control. Uh-huh. That will come up. That will be a problem. That will be a problem. <laughs> So, for example, like his, I mean, famously his horrible teeth and like he would only eat literal sugar. His childhood friends are like he would only eat chocolate and Pepsi and drink Pepsi. um, And he would not even from a young age, he would not brush his teeth. Uh, That's deep problems. Well, that to me, no evidence of this beyond my own little noggin. Right. But like, 
a lot of kids who suffer sexual abuse yeah, yeah. have high major hygiene issues That's like that. That's what I was thinking. Which is like a self-protection almost of like making yourself really um like unappealing or yeah. hard to for other people to be around or uh-huh. to get close to. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Yeah, super common. Yeah. Um Ooh. but but like I Whoa. said, like there's not no one's ever said that that happened for him. Right. It could just be like deviance. Like sure. I'm just rebelling. Or like you know, I don't know. That could pop up from like regular old getting beat with a belt, right? Yeah, you know like, I, mean? I don't want to do what you're telling me to do, Dad. Yeah, I hate my family and my life, and yeah. I will not be brushing tonight. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Maslow's hierarchy of it all. I'm not worried about the plots. <laughs> By ten, he is or twelve. It changes source to source, but either way, pretty young. He's like smoking weed, mm. and he's hanging out with his cousin Miguel. Miguel is a Vietnam vet, freshly returned, and he would tell Richard the craziest fucking stories about the war crimes he committed over there. Mm-hmm. He would show him photos of the things he had done, uh, meaning the women he had raped, the women he had tortured, amputated, and killed, severed heads. Um, Really... Like, you trying to fuck him up? Yeah. Yeah. You want him to join you in hell? Yeah. 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 Here's a wild thing. Here is something I can't imagine saying to a person, to a child, unless you were trying to make a killer. Right. Miguel tells him that having power over life and death was a high. You controlled who lived and who died. You were God. Oh, brother. What happened to Miguel? Nom? Something, <laughs> something happened before that, right? Surely. Yeah. Yeah. But maybe it's a gene. But maybe it's a gene. I don't think it probably I is. I don't think it is, probably. But <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, Richard is sniffing glue. Whatever. She's like, yeah, but weird. It is weird. It's just like lame. <laughs> That's all. Yeah, That's it's all just that like- is. <laughs> kind of lame. It's pretty fucking lame. Um, <laughs> at 13, he witnesses Miguel murder his wife. Murdered his wife right in front of a child. He shot his wife in the face. Um, and yeah, Richard was there. And Richard never told anyone what had happened and what he saw. Oh, boy. Which is like, I I mean, that is an event that even with the greatest therapy in the world, right. how would you ever get over that? Right. From being so young, watching right. something so bad. But like to keep it locked up inside you forever, mm-hmm. that would come mm-hmm. out fucking wonky. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. At some point in his early teens, Richard moves in with his sister Ruth and her husband um, to get away from his father. Um, Do you think her husband, good guy or bad guy? You know, unfortunately, I think he might be a bad guy. I have to tell you that her husband is an obsessive peeping Tom. That's so, like, it's just like the mathematical equation, like, traumatic event plus abusive dad plus peeping tom brother-in-law like he's in boot camp (laughs) yeah yep so he begins taking richard along with him that's so funny like where's his sister at this point like she's like good night guys i think she's just like you fuck like i'll pack you a little snack when you go peeping i'm sure she's like eyes on my own paper i can't even think about those guys right when you go peeping toms (laughs) yeah what what they do and what they do in the night i don't know it's like attorneys general like (laughs) Um, so some sources say that they're doing this nightly. 
I'm, I have school tomorrow. I was just going to say that. I'm exhausted. He doesn't have school tomorrow. He's not going to school. He's not going. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's just like he never had a chance. But yeah. I'm not saying it's not his fault. It's just like he was handed a lot of bad cards. Yeah. Like some people, he would have had to work so hard the other direction. Yeah. To, become, to come out neutral. Like be you know a salmon I mean? swim up current. Yeah. Completely. Mm-hmm. So... Richard begins doing what I believe is the scariest thing a young boy can do. Uh, Guess. Um, um, sitting behind me. <laughs> <laughs> Pulling on my pony. Ah! No. Um, he's breaking into homes, not to steal, but just to see if he can enter and escape undetected. Yep. So, like... For me, the reference is the Pettit murders. I'm seeing... Fuck off. Kabatubatubato. What's his name? I Christopher Kabatubatinsky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know who I mean, though. Um, no, I don't. His name is... Buckwild. <laughs> Hold, <on. laughs> Hold on. Joshua Komosarjevsky. Ka- yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A name that rings in my halls. <laughs> Yeah. yeah yeah um what he would do joshua uh-huh. is like he would break into homes when people were home mm-hmm. just to kind of invade their space yeah yeah like, like just stand to- by their bed as they're sleeping like yeah. hi yeah uh-uh. 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 uh-uh uh-uh i like lose i i lose my, my muscle function goes and i just go <laughs> <laughs> when you think about yeah, that like i go oh. and i piss and pee <laughs> Huh? <laughs> what? I piss and pee and drool. Um. So yeah, Richard is doing that where he's breaking into homes just to like lurk around and then leave. Yeah. Just to like again, he's like be, practicing. He's practicing. Yeah. Completely. <clears throat> he also spends time in juvie for the break-ins. Okay. So they're catching him. Well, they caught him at least once. Right. You know what I mean? And how often is he doing it? Right. And they're like, you came in here for no reason. They're like, fucking freak. Fuck. He didn't even carry anything out. Ew. I would kill myself. If that happened to like, my- if a robber <laughs> left my home. Empty handed. <laughs> yeah. I would literally kill myself. Yeah. That's how you disintegrate you. I would literally just cease to be. <laughs> Whenever he does drop out of school. He commits himself wholeheartedly to being a fucking criminal. Criminal. <laughs> what he's, else are you going to do? His life. What You've, the fuck is he going to do? You made a choice, brother. So he's doing these burglaries all the time. But now he's like taking things. Okay. Which I find comfort in. Yeah, because he's got a, He's doing it for like a normal-ish reason. Yeah. Like and a, like, not a sociopathic not to, like, reason. kill. Just yeah. to like make money. Yeah. You know what I mean? You gotta get, get money somehow. Well, there are better ways, though, do you think? Not under capitalism. (laughs) (laughs) And this act is a radical and political act. Um, But some sources say that it is to help pay for his new cocaine addiction. (laughs) His new addiction! Ooh! Um, (laughs) Yeah, whatever. um, He's also doing LSD, mushrooms, and peyote. Yeah. And he believes he's developing a personal rapport with Satan. Mm. which i'm not in his on his journey i'm not on his path mm-hmm. he may be mm-hmm. yeah in his later teens he gets a job at a holiday inn Mm-mm. no that's scary yeah it is scary he's using this opportunity to break into rooms mm. he is like stealing shit and he also attempts a rape 
No, no, no. I'm scared. In he, your hotel room? Can you I know. even? No, no. Okay. He skulks around at all hours. Of course he does. He peeks in windows. Of course he does. And he makes inappropriate comments to female guests. Of course he does. I know. Everybody does that. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like, name me an employee. Yeah, for real. He does get in trouble for, like, the comments and things because the girls are like, uh, hello? The stinky guy over here. Yeah. My friend over here is, like, saying vile things he in my ear. something <laughs> off color. <laughs> but, um, fucking either way, he does not get fired because he then is in possession of a pass key to get into all the rooms in the hotel. Why would you be like, this guy's making inappropriate sexual And he's remarks. been here for like three months. Here, have a key to every room. Let's give him the skeleton key <laughs> to sl- a bunch of sleeping women. Uh-huh. Um, so the attempted assault is only interrupted because her husband comes back to the room. Oh, God. Thank God. And he severely beat Richard and called nice. the police. Nice. Gotta do it. Thank you. Um, Satanism is in the background of everything we're, we're doing from now on. Yeah, that's a through line. He's preoccupied with with God from a young age. But for him, oddly, that that is his direct line to Satan because mm-hmm. he's like, God is such a big deal in his home. They're so devout. Heaven, hell god the devil those things feel like concrete truths to him right for him that's not a concept that is like there is literally a man in hell ordering people to do bad shit right you know what i mean right what okay you're an idiot (laughs) (laughs) um he also from a young age has like weird sexual fantasies they're violent i think they are violent um bondage death death (laughs) Um, literally gross what the fuck Uh i mean like think about the first sexual images he probably saw whereas his Uh cousins cousins like polaroids dead body raping dead bodies or whatever wires crossed baby like the second you're like neural pathways are like uh violent sex it's over for us all (laughs) i know (laughs) anyway he feels guilty about this shit interesting well his childhood the devout catholicism oh uh, it's just like catholic guilt not like any moral guilt no catholic <laughs> guilt uh i do think they're i think you're right they, they are, are different, different. <laughs> but instead of like altering his behavior yeah. he just decides the devil will be fine with it so i'm gonna switch teams honestly it I is not dumb. the logic it is not dumb because if you're like i'm doing all the literal sins of of god or whatever why wouldn't i just go be with the devil like if there are two choices literal teams yeah my shit my skills my I, desires i align closer with the devil and apparently these are the two choices yeah so a classmate remembers richard being obsessed with acdc the album highway to hell he's like so stupid he's really real. like no it's just like embarrassing like, uh, like his favorite song was called night prowler was that a noise out your window or a shadow on your blind and you lie there naked like a body in a tomb suspended animation as i slip into your room it's just like goofy no comment you know what i mean though yeah it is goofy in 1979 he's 19 he meets donna myers who will be like the friend i referenced throughout throughout um but at this point she's like he is not as gaunt he doesn't smell as bad cool (laughs) so she like she liked him you know what i mean right like he's whatever they're not dating or anything i just mean like he made a friend so they came to el paso to visit 
that's where they meet him. Mm-hmm. Then they go back to where, where they live, California. Mm-hmm. Um, and he kind of follows them. I can't tell if they invited him or not. Right. They probably didn't. Because once he arrives, he's homeless. Yeah. So they're not like, come back, you can stay with us till you find a place. I bet they were like, hey, you should come out sometime. And he literally did it. I'm ready to go. Where am I sitting in the car? He's so literal. So at this point, he's, now we're in LA. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. He is sleeping in cars, alleys, and flop houses. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, by the way, he never brushed. So so that is consistent. Fuck. Look, I get that every once in a while you forget a day. Uh, yeah. But I should say so. Consistently? Just give him a little brushy brushy. Like, you're an adult man at this point. Give him a little brushy brush. <laughs> <laughs> All right. His first kill. Yeah. I take you to 84. So he's 23. Turning 24? 19. He's 24. He's 24. He's 24. Um, This is in the Bay Area okay. in April of 84. And this is not traced to him until 2009. Wacky. Nine-year-old Mei Long. She and her little brother are playing in their apartment building. Police, when once they discover this, they think that Richard was either living in that building too, or he was just in that basement trying to steal things, right. or he was just there. Okay, so they have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) So she goes down to the basement to look for a dollar she lost down there. Okay. Minutes later, her eight-year-old brother goes down after her and finds her. Richard had raped her and stabbed her to death. Um, Some sources say he'd also strangled her. And he, like, posed her body. He hung her body from a pipe. (gasps) So the cop says, like, if you can picture Christ on a cross, that's how she looked. Like, strung up like that and her head down to one what side. What the fuck? Really, really bad, bad, bad. Yeah. So he's just, like, super confident no one's coming down there. Like, that's so crazy. To, like, pose her, too? Like, I know. Jesus, fuck. So he's unhinged from the jump. Right. You know what I mean? So, like, I wonder, is this really his first one? I don't know. Yeah, great question. Like, yeah. Because that is yeah, you're bold right. as hell. Yeah, I think you're right. That would be a wild way to begin. Yeah. But it is the first one they can ever attribute to him. Uh-huh. So June 28th, 1984, we're in LA. He is coming down from a cocaine high and he needs money. Right. So he leaves the Skid Row area uh-huh. and he gets on the highway. He has a car. Which is weird because he's like sleeping in other cars. <laughs> <laughs> That is but, like, weird. I won't attempt to explain him. No. Okay. Um, he gets off at exit 10. He's looking for a house to rob and he chooses an apartment building, which isn't a house. I was going to say, <laughs> so you didn't find one. Mm-hmm. It is Jenny Vincow's apartment. She is 79. What? Okay. He will kill anybody. Her son lives in the apartment above her. Mm. He had asked her to move in to be closer because of her, like, She's older, her health, health issues because of her being old. Yeah, on account of her being old. Yeah. He spots an open window. He, But then he struggles to get the screen out with the gloves on, so he takes them off. Fucking idiot. Ding dong. Um, And he gets a screen out, and he gets in through that window. Oh, he looks around the apartment. He looks around, but he doesn't, he doesn't find anything good to steal. Okay. And he, that makes him rageful. <sighs> So he attacks her in her bed with a hunting knife. Mm. He stabs her many times. 
And then he cuts her throat so deeply she's almost decapitated. What the fuck? And it was about this time that his, like, the people in his actual life note that he had begun to unravel. Okay. <laughs> Even more so. Yeah. So he's, like, dissolving cocaine in water and <gasps> shooting it. Oh. He's, like, going to the ER for, like, a needle stuck in his arm. Like, weirdo shit. Motherfucker. Can't stop drawing satanic symbols. <laughs> <laughs> I can't quit that. This friend is saying, he would say, Satan is a supreme being, like how we worship God. He would tell me that Satan watches over him so he doesn't get caught or hurt. Does Satan seem like a good daddy to you? Right. Just because you're my little boy doesn't mean that you don't deserve bad things. You all deserve bad things. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You know? Right. That was summer of 84. Yeah. Now we're in early March of 85. Oh, wow. He buys the gun. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> so March 17th, 85, we're in Rosemead, California. St. Patrick's Day. Is this St. Patrick's Day? Yes. Well, top of the morning. <laughs> 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 Hold on. This story has two versions that, that kind of are generally known. Okay, yeah. So first version, 34-year-old Dale Okazaki is in her house. He... Arrives in her home somehow. Okay. He corners her and he shoots her in the forehead and he leaves her body there on the kitchen floor. Okay. Um, at about this same time, her roommate arrives home, Maria Hernandez, and she is 22. Um, so Maria gets out of her car and mm-hmm. he comes outside and sees her there. Mm-hmm. He points his gun at her. Mm-hmm. She raises her hands over her face. So when he does shoot her, her keys deflect it. <sighs> And then God. he raises the gun again, but she just like powers dances. <laughs> yeah. And like, I don't know. He like lowers the gun and like leaves. <laughs> like one article, one article said he was probably turned off by her strength. <laughs> <laughs> you bastards. <laughs> um, I don't know what's more probable. Like, well, here's the other version, okay. which is like, I, I think the more generally accepted one. Okay. So this version of of events, he finds their home, Dale and Maria, yeah. because he follows Maria home. Oh. Um. He like drives behind. She's driving home, and then he does. So he doesn't choose to like leave her alone because she like intimidates him. Right. He. So they. She parks in her driveway. He parks nearby. Comes up to her in the driveway, uh-huh. and she same thing. She puts her hands up over her face. Uh huh. He shoots at her head, but the keys do deflect it. Uh huh. Is insane. But in this version of events, he believes he has hit her. He believes right. he shot her. Right. Because I would too. She, I would too. Why would I think that? Like your your key? little key ring saved your life. Deflected a bullet from my gun. Crazy. <laughs> so like, and she like slumps to the ground. She plays the part. Yeah, good girl. Um. And then, so he thinks he's killed her. So then yeah. he enters the home. Oh. And that is where he finds Dale Okazaki in the kitchen. And she is hiding from him. Yeah. Yeah. Which is heartbreaking. <laughs> um, I mean, what? You're standing in your kitchen. Someone walks in and, and, with a gun. Or like you hear a gunshot in your driveway. And five seconds later. And I'm sure your friend yells. I'm sure your friend like screams. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then he's in your home. You have no time. You have no time. I'm just thinking where I'd go right now. Maybe out the window. You know, your kitchen is like by the front door. You yeah, know what you I have mean? nowhere to go. If we're in my condo, I'm thinking about the condo. If it comes in the door, we're we're toast. Hi. Unless we break through that like double glass window, we're toast. Ha- Come on, oh. you're not getting away. You're and you're like I'm. Sur- I'm sure so fucking scared. Yeah, you're toast. Bye. Bye. See ya. 
Okay. Um, so she is hiding. She's hiding below a kitchen counter. Break my heart, Dale. I know. And he enters the house and just patiently waits for her to move from her hiding place. Like, he knows where she is. I can't. And then the minute she does kind of peek up, he shoots her in the face. Yeah, all right. He leaves, I mean, this will become famous, the shoe print. Yep. He leaves the shoe print here, um, and he leaves in a stolen car. He then, that same night, drives to Monterey Park. So, um... An hour or two later, and a few miles away, he follows Silion. She goes by Veronica Yu in her car. She's 30 years old. At a red light, he either um, he either pulls her out of her car, mm-hmm. or he enters her car on the, <sighs> on the passenger side. <laughs> <laughs> he shoots her twice, in the side and in the back, and she's killed. She, oh, no. I know. It is like the nightmare that your parents, you know what I mean? Like at a red light, if you don't know the neighborhood or whatever it is, you know what I mean? But this could be your fucking neighborhood. I know. It's just like, it's just not a nightmare. He leaves her on the ground by her car in the middle of the road. For, and for what? For what? I mean, all of this. For what? I mean, I know. Um, At this point, um, or after these killings... Um, the monikers he has in the press are the walk-in killer. <laughs> like the urgent care. <laughs> the walk-in killer. This UTI is a real walk-in killer. <laughs> um, the valley intruder. <laughs> and the screen door intruder. That sounds like a cat. <laughs> he is like every two weeks doing one of these. You know what right, I mean? He's right. like already in a real berserker mode. Okay. Um, I mean, I guess they don't require any planning. Right. It's just like one night he's like, I'm free. I could go for a kill. <laughs> <laughs> I'm free tonight. So March 27th, we're in Whittier, California. He enters the home of Vincent and Maxine Zazara. And um, this is a home he had previously robbed. What the fuck, man? And that is the only time he d- he does this. He only does this once where he's been here before. Ooh. I know. And maybe he <laughs> remembered it being easy to get into or something. I don't know. Uh, and just assume like they won't what do they care maybe he's like so high he's just like is drawn to it doesn't really remember why maybe and that is also part of it like he's high as hell yeah i think that (laughs) and i don't mean that as an excuse i mean it in the way of like he's not a demon of the night he's like of a drug addict lunatic running the streets like running around just like acting berserk you know what right, i mean right exactly yeah, he's not like a mastermind like trying no. to cause like panic. And he's not like doing the work of the devil no he's, he's just like, high yeah and homicidal that's yeah. it yeah he starts by shooting vincent which is something will become a pattern for, a pattern for him where he'll get rid of the guy initially off the top can't take it <laughs> can't hang <laughs> can't fight so he shoots him in the head while he's sleeping lame <laughs> Wait, was he on sleeping on the couch? No, I think they're in bed. Oh, uh. wait, was he like on the couch? <laughs> Wonder how long that. Wait, on. were they like in a fight? <laughs> <laughs> so she is forty-four. So yeah, she's awoken by her husband being shot, uh-huh. and Richard beats her. Um, and while he's looking around for valuables, which, like, by the way, you've already taken them all. You robbed us last week, right? What the fuck? Yeah, he's just high. And yeah, confused. he's just like. I want to go there. I do not think that was a conscious effort to come back. No. Mm. I agree. So she manages to get out of the like binds he's put on her. <sighs> <sighs> 
And they have a gun. So she gets the gun, but it's not loaded. Damn. So she's just trying to use it to be like, go away. I, I got a gun. a gun. Yeah. Fuck you. I know. So he shoots her three times. Um, okay. He also stabs her. And I think that like he is particularly vicious with her because she like truly dared to like threaten him back. You know right, what I mean? Right, right. So he shoots her, he stabs her, and then he mutilates her body. Um, he gouges out her eyes as well, and he puts them in a jewelry box. What? Literally what? Again, he leaves behind his shoe print. He also leaves behind bullets that help the police link this murder to the previous few. Um, and that is something they had been skeptical to do, to like call it that these were all the same person. Right. They're like, hmm. Yeah. And now it's like, oh, right. Truly, there was no MO connecting them. And uh-huh. there was no, like, seemingly these are, and they're not in the same neighborhood. Right. Like, I don't know if I'd connect them either. No, because you know there's I mean? like a bunch of murders. Like in the 80s in LA, yeah, there's like murders. an old person, a, a yeah. young woman. Like, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. A gun, a strangulation you know what i mean right right may 14th monterey park okay he breaks into the home of bill and lillian doy all right doy i wasn't gonna do it (laughs) (laughs) bill is 66 i know his age because he dies he's gonna die (sighs) because it stayed the same Uh uh-huh what's his final age Oh, (laughs) (laughs) he shoots Bill and he beats Bill and he leaves him unconscious. He will later die. Yeah. He binds Lillian just like he had with Maxine. Yeah. um, Using that time to search the house for valuables. (sighs) Brother. (laughs) (laughs) When he returns to her, he does not shoot her, but he rapes her. Oy vey. Oh my god, like one night I'm just home and this you come in and wreck my life. Yep. Okay, the next two, it's hard to say like which order they went in. Okay. So either May 30th or June 1st, but I'll just tell it to you in this order because uh what else am I gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um again, we're in a stolen car. Why? I don't know. I don't know. More fun that way. Weirder, yeah. a little weirder. <laughs> <laughs> He breaks into the home of Carol Kyle. Uh huh. She's 41. Oh. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> um, her son is there with her. He ties them both up. The son is 11. Little boy. He has the son tell him where to look for, for valuables. Um, and he rapes Carol. And then he ties them together. Like he ties them to the same post. And he leaves. So weird. Why aren't you killing? He doesn't even know. Like there are there are moments in these where like he will tell the person, I don't know why I'm not killing you right now. Oh cool. <laughs> so that same story, but from her point of view. Why not? Let's get her story. <laughs> <laughs> Let's rewrite her story. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh God, it hurts. H E R T S, in case no one got it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love doing this with you. <laughs> okay, okay. And fucking imagine this, bitch. Yeah. It is 4 a.m. You're asleep. Dead asleep. Duh. Dead asleep. You're awakened by a man holding a flashlight in one hand and a gun in the other. Mm-hmm. 
The gun is pointed at your head. I go. <gasps> he tells you to get up, not to make any noise. But he's also calling you many obscene names. <gasps> this is my house. Get the fuck out of here. You're robbing my house right now. I have nothing valuable. Nothing. Like, literally. In this scenario, you have a son. He's 11, okay? Oh. He takes you to your son's room. I'm scared now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting scared now. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> he jumps on the son. <gasps> oh! God jumps he jumps on him, waking him up with a gun to his head. No, not my son. <laughs> <laughs> not You're Jeremy. Like- <laughs> my son. <laughs> my son. <laughs> okay. And by the way, yeah, your husband died last year. Of course, your or your husband died a few years ago. Jeremy's not over it. Of course he's not. Course, well, how would he be? So he's already We're traumatized. We're just getting back to normal around you this are. house. You are. My husband <laughs> died. <laughs> yeah. Your husband died. And your little boy has to deal with that fact. He is telling both of you, don't look at me over and over. No problem. I'll go. You're pleading for your son, telling him he's still traumatized from his father's death. She's telling him that? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. She's telling him he can't take any more trauma. Oh, baby. I know. But anyway, he nevertheless, he ties the boy up and locks him in a hallway closet. Do you want to still be? What are you doing with Jeremy? (laughs) Do you want to be part of it? I'll be a part of it. Okay. This is the part of the ordeal where your hands are tied behind your back. And you're kneeling on the floor. Ouch. He starts punching you (gasps) in the back. No, what the fuck is this? Abject violence. I go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What the fuck? A little to the left. Get my not. (laughs) But like, what the hell? Truly, like, oh my god, Jeremy. Can you see this? (laughs) Jeremy, close your eyes. This is fucked. (laughs) I think this might be sexual, Jeremy. I don't know what's going on. (laughs) Close your eyes, Jeremy. Don't watch. (laughs) Okay, this is tough. I'm gonna t- <laughs> take me out of it now. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna relieve me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you go You're now. Gonna, okay. So he sexually assaults her. Then they have a 15 minute conversation. Oh no. He lets her son out of the closet. He gets her a robe. So not killing. Not killing. Crazy. She says at this point he seems confused. Oh no. He asks for directions. He's not sure if he's in Glendale or Burbank. Frazzled, dazzled. Like, do I take a left? Depends where you're headed, pal. <laughs> you're gonna hang right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, now we're in. Look, we're either the night before that or the night after that. Right, we don't Again, care. Again, I'm not sure. But we're in Monrovia. Monrovia. He breaks into the home shared by Mabel, Mabel Bell and Florence Lang. They go by Ma and Nettie. Oh, they're two. They're two, two cows. Old <laughs> <laughs> they sound like two cows. Mabel Bell. That's a cow. <laughs> it's an eighty-three-year-old woman. It was, yeah, yeah. It just sounds like a cow. They are sisters. Ugh, kill me. <laughs> Mabel is eighty-three, and Florence is eighty. He attacks Florence first using a hammer. That's so sad. Fucking ow. Yeah. Most sources say that this is because he couldn't find a knife. 
you dumb you've been in a kitchen before motherfucker (laughs) that's like i'm like oh all this that we think is either like stupid or like devious is he's on coke yeah i know i know i know i know can't find a knife block in a kitchen i know i know so he attacks florence using a hammer he then ties her up in her room and he moves on to mabel he bludgeons her as well and he also ties her up that's these two 80 year old like sisters like, the thing is like we fucking made it like we did it we like, made we've it, had our husbands we made it to fucking 80 without being killed yeah and now you're coming in our home i and always just... think about that I'm like would i be more pissed being killed yes yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. as an old person i'd be like i made it this far you're fucking kidding right you like, know what i've I mean? been watching my my weight this whole time <laughs> <laughs> i've been watching my blood pressure and you come here and kill me yeah you like enter wow. my home i was born in like the year 1900 you're right. And they you were little at the pissy turn of the bitch come and kill me. Mm-hmm. That's not all right with me. So he also electrocuted Mabel. <gasps> with using what? a frayed electrical cord. What the fuck? What the f- that is, is that about? Again, like weirdo shit. I don't know. Is he like, is he jerking off? I have to assume so. We assume so. I assume right? so because like, they haven't mentioned it yet, but like there are later ones where they find like. DNA samples. If you know what Find I'm talking about? A few different kinds of DNA. Oh, right. Okay. Um, so the electrical cord. Oof. And imagine that happening to you. No. When you were born, like, was there even electricity when they were born? <laughs> now it's killing me. And <laughs> <laughs> now I'm dying by its hands. That's like like an iPhone 20 yeah. strangling me in my sleep. <laughs> <laughs> he then draws a pentagram on mabel's body you're boring me using her own lipstick cool an 80 year old woman like cool her like coral lipstick are you fucking kidding literally like revlon cherries in the snow go fuck yourself go fuck yourself you're so fucking weird he he rapes both of them ew annie I agree. This is just so fucked up. Um, some sources say that only M- Mabel was raped and Florence was not, but like, I'm not going to split hairs here, right. folks. Right, like bad shit went down in that yeah. house. Yeah, so once he's committed this sexual assault, um, he draws the s- pentagram on their bedroom walls. It's so lame. So the women are not dead. They're left there. Oh, no. Bludgeoned. No. And they're, no. Not, they're not found for two days. No. Well, it's the truth. It's the truth. So they're found two days later. Mabel dies in the hospital and Florence lives, but in a vegetative state. Oh, fuck. Really? Fuck, you hate to, you hate to hear it. I hate to tell you. Hmm. So there's an alarm clock found at the scene of that crime mm-hmm. on the floor with a partial shoe print on it. that matched the others that were left of the other scenes. Add it to the tally. Boys, add this to that pile. Interjection, here's a story time from a friend of his, from Donna. So in the middle of that, like, summer of terrorizing LA. Spree. Yeah, he's on a say. spree. She says there was an evening where he he comes over, he's in her living room, and sees that she's watching the news, <sighs> which at this point is all about the Night Stalker. Really? Which is, it's all about him. So she says that there's an evening where he comes in her living room, he he walks into her living room. <laughs> Yeah. I was like on the floor. He just <laughs> he goes, "Hey Donna, do you think I'm the Night Stalker?" She goes, "Hell no, Rick. You ain't got enough guts to kill anybody." That's perfect response, Donna. Egg him on, Donna. Why, Donna, you really fucked up. 
your hands now, Donna. <laughs> but he won't drop it. He like brings it up again. Aren't you afraid of being alone with me in the house? Donna, what would you what would you do if you broke into a home and found out people were home? Would you kill them or what would you do? No. She says that she always thought he was kidding. He'd been strange like that before. Okay. So um but he he he's doing that killer thing where they like to be like what does that not look like daddy me like wouldn't that be crazy wouldn't that rock your world yeah if like, that wouldn't was that me? ruin your life if that were me now we're in july okay we're in arcadia california uh-huh he gets into mary louise cannon's home she is 75 he knocks her unconscious with a lamp and then he uses a knife from her kitchen which yeah. he found this time I'm good for him to stab her to death <sighs> Okay. July 4th, we're in Sierra Madre. Mm -hmm. Whitney Bennett is 16. She is opening her bedroom window and unlocking it to call out to her father in the yard to tell him, like, there's a phone call for you or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, but then she closes the window and forgets to lock it. Um, So the next night, July 5th, she returns home from hanging out with friends at about 1 a.m. She falls asleep. He enters her room through that window. Uh-huh. He beats her head with a tire iron. He goes to the kitchen looking for a fucking knife. He can't find one again. Where are these people hiding their knives? They're not hiding them. Um, He can't find one. He comes back and strangles her with the telephone cord. Mm. So while he's strangling her, there's a moment where sparks fly from the telephone cord. Uh-huh. And she, like, takes a breath. Okay. So he takes this as, like, a divine... Um, I don't know, a divine signal. Yeah. And he drops the cord and runs out. Okay. Does he tell people that, that happened? Like, how do they know that happened? I mean, he talks about all the shit he does later. He does? Yeah, he's not like, I don't know, girls. Like, he's like, here's what I did and how. You know? Uh. Her recollection of that whole night. She gets home from being out with friends. She falls asleep. Next thing she knows, she wakes up with a splitting headache and her room is, like, completely fucked up. Yeah. She stumbles into the hallway and collapses, yelling for her parents. She's coughing and trying to breathe, and her neck is covered in strangulation marks. Mm. I know. She lives with, like, 500 stitches. <sighs> um, and he had left behind a tire iron and a bloody footprint in her room. Okay, so let's talk about his effect on the city. Yeah. Fear over the Night Stalker has gripped the city. Yeah, I'd imagine. Because there are, it's random attacks right. and they're all over. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. Um, also, they're in the middle of a, a like crazy heat wave and they're in Southern California in it's the summertime. Um, like record breaking heat, 100 degrees every day. Yeah. And ACs are not as commonplace as they are today. Mm-hmm. You're just going to like have a nice cool breeze at night. So people leave their fucking windows open at night. Yeah. Not anymore, not for long. But people, what they do is, like, barricade themselves in at night. They're bolting their windows shut. Yeah, they are. One cop is quoted as, like, giving advice, saying, better to wake up in a pool of sweat than a pool of blood. Um, okay, you clearly <laughs> don't have your period ever, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Women who live alone are bringing hammers and knives into their beds at night. Of course. Certainly. Of course Certainly. Some are even going so far as to move in with their boyfriends. <laughs> oh, that's sad. <laughs> Police are telling people to buy guns. Locksmiths are working around the clock. <laughs> people are buying home protection dogs and having them trained left and right. Like, they can't make enough of them. Oh. Can't make them quick enough. The National Institute of Dog Training says business tripled that summer. <gasps> people are paying, like, thousands of dollars to either get a trained dog or they're 
getting like 40 calls a day people wanted to bring in their own dog the for t- special training <laughs> to be like bite yeah twist when you bitch. get him up to speed yeah what's going on. <laughs> can you tell him why, how scared i am <laughs> yeah. yeah and he you know those dogs are like dude i'm not gonna fucking get involved this he's is just not gonna, my fight he's gonna not shoot my me circus, not my monkey <laughs> <laughs> the guardian angels which is a controversial citizens protection group are active again for the first time in a long time like the vigilantes literally like vigilantes yeah okay um, they're escorting people to their homes and cars and offering to stay the night that's won't be necessary and they're even setting up like booby traps for him they one of their schemes they have going is like they have people or the guardian angels will put dummies in people's beds in hopes that like he might show up and be like <gasps> this is like <laughs> saved by the bell like you can't do that <laughs> they did do it Ugh. and like i like the idea that they they just want him to show up and be like foiled like <gasps> like scooby-doo yeah apparently even burglars are worried about being confused for the night stalker i would be burglaries are down 60 percent. i'd be like so gun sales are going up i'm gonna be shot yeah for sure there are photos of police patrolling at night and you can see behind them like homes are lit up all night because they something about that like signals safety in the brain you know oh, what i mean like yeah. you feel safe with the light on since you're a kid yeah, yeah. but he can just see right in but yeah. it's just like the, that idea of like he is the boogeyman july 7th in monterey park he um breaks into the home of joyce nelson she is 61 and he beats her to death for why he leaves that fucking shoe print uh, he leaves it on her face oh oh uh-uh i'm like no stomping her shut up about that that same night he breaks into the home of sophia dickman she's 63 he handcuffs her and it's hard to say like what he did to her exactly yeah. some sources say he tried to rape her and some say he did rape her and sodomize her um <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. He also, like, it's a burglary as well. Um, when he asks her if he found everything valuable, he makes her swear on Satan. Oh, my God. <laughs> you're so lame. Um, so so while he is leaving behind, like, a shoe print here or there, mm-hmm. what's actually really valuable is all the victims who he leaves alive are giving really good descriptions of him. So he's just, like, barefaced in there. Yeah, and he Weird. has really clear signifiers. Like, His he stink? has a a very distinct odor he has really fucking bad teeth right you know what i mean right and like all the pentagram shit and Uh he looks like he looks like who you'd be afraid of you know what i mean he's like very gaunt so yeah they all are like he has a mouthful of rotted teeth he wears that one kind of jacket like a members only jacket yeah and his repugnant body odor it's so funny he's like wearing like gardening gloves to not leave a fingerprint but he's so coming everywhere (laughs) and and like won't brush his teeth to like maybe or like wear deodorant to throw off the trail yeah or he's not i mean not in his right mind obviously but like he's not even able to process like that is so bizarre dude people will remember it it. will stick out and stand out yeah um okay july 20th in glendale he has a machete now oh my god (laughs) what the fuck Uh uh-oh um he gets into the home of max and leela needing Max is 68 and she is 66. He kills them with the machete and <gasps> and with the gun. I don't know. This is absurd. Doubling up. Oh my God. Again, he takes anything valuable he can find and he leaves that fucking shoe print that same night. So he's like doubling up every night now. Uh, he's lost. He's berserker. Yeah. Mode. Yeah. All right. So that same night he drives to Sun Valley. 
he gets into the home of Chenarong and some kid Kovananth. Yeah. Where yeah, I'll go with that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, where they live with their eight year old son. Uh oh. I know. And he starts by shooting the father, who is thirty two years old. Young chicken. A spring chicken. <laughs> A young chicken. <laughs> so yeah, the pattern of like getting the man out of the way. And then yeah. he ties up their son and he rapes some kid. He makes her point out where the valuables are kept. And again, he has her swear to Satan. Yeah. What are you laughing at? <laughs> he got another Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> again, he ties up Jeremy. <laughs> it's not good. It's bad. No, it's like literally horrible. It's just like so bad. There has to be a a part of it that makes you like there has to be a release like i've never thought of myself as someone who laughs when they're uncomfortable but i'm a hundred percent that person now that, that I is see. everyone now that i hear it yeah so reading recently he's been losing weight rapidly even though he's already fucking gaunt right he um like this is so this so alarmed him he began drinking a weight gaining concoction fucking pediasure <laughs> maybe just like stop freebasing cocaine well he can't Oh, actually, yeah. that's not an option. Right. Um, he's like doing PCP, and this is like not a new development. But his friend Greg, <laughs> <laughs> Greg, or like not his his uh, old roommate of his, Greg. Of course, his old roommate's name is Greg. You know, Greg is like, don't call me a friend. Right. Yep. Roommates. Yeah. Greg has since come out to say like. Richard was far too shy to approach women in his regular daily life. Yeah. I just think it's interesting when, I don't know, like, he can't interact with women in his regular life, mm-hmm. so he has to, like, assault them. And oh, that, yeah. that is not, like, a revelation, but I just think it's wild. Two plus two is four. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, you know I'm I mean? scared of women, so I'm going to um, torture them. I'm going to, like, try to, like, dominate them. <laughs> and, like, you know inflict I mean? fear on them, because yeah. I'm so scared of them. Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> August 6th, um, Chris and Virginia Peterson, she's 27, he shoots her and then him. Hmm. Chris fights him and he flees, Richard Ramirez flees, and they both live. Oh! Love that. (laughs) Thrilled for them. (laughs) August 8th, he breaks into the home of Elias and Sakina Aboath. Elias is 35. You know what that means. Oh, no. He shoots Elias first thing while he's still sleeping. Ugh. He ties up their son. Jeremy. Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> there are no daughters. It's just little no. boys. <laughs> Jeremy. Uh, this little boy is three years old. Oh, sorry. A baby, baby. Sorry. Um, He ties Sakina up and like always he beats her and rapes her and demands to know where the valuables Aww. are. I know. August 18th in the Bay Area, he enters the home of Peter and Barbara Pan. Famous one. Yeah. Um, through an unlocked second floor window. Oh, second floor. Mm-hmm. What's he doing to get That up makes there? me mad because like they probably thought that that was, was safe. How did he get up there? Like, Tree climbed? climbed? That's fucking weirdo. He's on PCP. Yeah, he's just fully scaling their yeah, house. Yeah, he's oh like, my God. He, he like needs in that bad. Like, ew. And he like knows it's unlocked. Like, what the fuck? I think it's open. Uh oh. He shoots Peter while he's sleeping. Uh, uh, that's scary to me. It's like you never know what happened. You're just dead now. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Or like for the women, one minute you were lying in bed with your husband feeling safe as could be. Mm-hmm. The next minute he's gone. He's dead. And, you, and there's another man in the room like attacking you. And you're just like, oh my God. <gasps> oh fast. my Channel Jackie O in this moment. He beats and rapes Barbara. He then shoots her and draws a pentagram. Um, <sighs> and he he writes Jack the knife on a wall. He has he doesn't know what he's talking about. That doesn't even mean anything. It doesn't. So like, no need to look into that. <laughs> I'm pretty confident he has no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> they are found the next day by their son. Oh, I awesome! Know. Like the next morning. Awesome. Cool. She lives. She does. Yeah, she survives. Ugh. For what? God, <laughs> j- just to remember that. I know. I live to remember that forever. Great. Here are some like miscellaneous of child abductions oh, yeah. that have been. They, they know that they're they were him, but he um doesn't kill these kids, so they're a different thing, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think these are. I think his early crimes we talked about, like oh, that first killing that little kid was could, crazy. Couldn't have been his first time he attacked anybody, right? I think he had been doing this shit for a while, abducting kids. Yeah, yeah. So this little girl, I mean, there are a lot of abductions taken from their beds. He would sexually assault them and then abandon them somewhere. That is so weird. I know. So Anastasia Fronas is one of the children. How would you say that name? Anastasia. Okay. She says, I was six. And my first memory of the night was the opening of the window. I was carried out of the window. <sighs> um. So he like picks her up like a, she says it was akin to like, a family member would scoop you up and like, like bring you to baby. bed. You know yeah. what I mean? He just scoops her up like that and Lindbergh. takes her back out the window. He's Lindbergh babying a He's, bunch of people. Yeah. She's taken to to a car. He tells her to, when they're in the car, he's like, open the glove compartment. And she sees there's a gun in there. Oh, God. He just wants to show her like, I have a gun. Um, she says things started from there. <sighs> <laughs> You know, look at him and touch him and things like that. And then we got wherever we were going. And she says she could hear German shepherds barking and she could see a chain link fence. He tells her to be quiet and he puts her in a duffel bag. Mm. He takes her into a house. They have to walk through a main like living room. Um, <laughs> they say, what's up to Greg? Hey, Greg. Going to the gym. <laughs> oh. oh, She says so she remembers like empty food packages and takeout stuff all over the house. And she like, it's so sad the way she describes it. She's like in her little kid brain. She, she was like, it felt so different from my house. Oh, it, it, it like didn't feel clean. Like my house, it uh. didn't feel good to be there. And then, um, the assault starts. This uh. is going to be like, um, hard to hear if this at all touches on your own experience. So just know yeah. that. Yeah. Um, she remembers throughout telling him to stop and that it hurt and asking him, why are you doing this? She's also asking him, can I go to the bathroom? Um, and he would take her over to the sink and nothing would happen. Cause she didn't, she didn't have to go. She just wanted to stop. Right. And like, that was right. what she could think of to get him to um, like attend to her needs. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so nothing would happen. And then he would take her back and continue. Okay. And yeah, she would keep doing that, asking over and over to take her to pee. She said he would keep stopping, but each time it was like, all right, I know you don't have to go, but he'd right. still take her over and then bring her back. Weird. Weird. She says that there was something about the way he would look at her that was almost like, I'm sorry I'm doing this to you, but I'm obviously then later on in life she goes, but it, it was also like, but I'm not sorry because I'm not going to stop. Right. You know what I mean? Right. 
Ooh. So that happens, and then he puts her back in the bag. Oh my god! They go back in the car, and then he drives away, is away, and stops on the side of the road, and like tells her to get out. And like, there's a gas station over there. I want you to go in there and tell them um, to call nine one one, and then have your family come get you. Ugh. Another random attack. He tries to abduct someone, but they fight him off. Rock on. He takes off in his yellow, yellow. <laughs> <laughs> yellow Toyota. Yellow Toyota. Yellow Toyota. <laughs> yellow. <da. laughs> he gets pulled over in, in the same event. Oh, yeah. He gets pulled over for a regular traffic violation. And because he has no ID, he has to get out of the car. Yeah. Um, as the cop goes back to his own car to, to get his citation book, uh-huh. he hears a call come in about that attempted abduction with the description of the car that he has just pulled over. Dang. Dingus. Ding dong. <laughs> Richard Ramirez draws a pentagram on the hood of his dirty, dirty car and takes off on foot. Pew, 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 running. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it picked up our, our mic work. There's another attack. He attacks a couple in their home. They survive. There aren't details really on like the events of the evening, but um, they're able to give investigators details for a sketch. Okay, let's talk about why we're not catching him. Here are the challenges for the police. They're dumb. Being a little bit dumb. Yeah. And he's committing these crimes in different jurisdictions, mm-hmm. which, as we know, they make a huge tale as old as time. about this. Almost as if there aren't phones. They're like, are you kidding? Yeah. So, yeah, I guess that makes it hard to communicate and coordinate the investigation. Um, so, like, no one knows what anyone else is doing. So, they don't know what they should be doing. Why don't they, like, use their actual call. brains? I don't know. There's no pattern. Again, no pattern for how he chooses the victim. That is hard. I'll give him that. Or for how he kills. Um, he, do- he does have the pattern of killing the man and then, like, raping the woman. Yeah. But, like, that's just life. A lot of people do that. <laughs> And they know that he often does strike near a freeway off ramp. So he like gets on the highway, picks an exit and just picks the first house he sees off that exit. You know what I mean? (laughs) He also like, this doesn't help them catch him, but it's just a weird thing he does. He has a thing about like insisting on his victims, looking him in the eye. He like wants to be seen by them. So yeah, I mean, there are many stories about people when he's assaulting them in one way or another, like he'll go like, Hey, eyes over here. Look at me. No. Yeah. He'll he'll like tell them That's, to look at him. Uh, uh, that might just be like making this as horrifying for you as possible because yeah. like when you're in it, you're like closing your eyes. Like, yeah. And he's like, no. He's like, no, come back Experience to your body. Experience how horrible this is. Yeah, completely. Ugh. I mean, there are one or two stories where he'll actually like with the that with Jeremy and his mom, mm-hmm. he actually told them, Don't look at me. Yeah, what is he but, doing? But that's also one where he weirdly let them both live. So right. I don't know. He might have just felt differently that night. I truly think He's just winging it every I, day. No, I, I agree with you. So, like, I guess that's hard to catch. I don't know. Agreed. And, like, even with, with the eye contact thing, remember um, Maria Hernandez, who he shot her in her driveway? Yeah. yeah. Her keys deflected it. Yeah. He actually, um, when he came up, came up to her in the driveway, he hit the hood of her car to get her attention so she'd look up at him before he shot her. He uh. wanted her to, he wanted her to know, like, I'm here. Weird. Stark comparison toward to the men he kills when they're asleep. 
Uh, he wants to see fear in women's, women's eyes. eyes. Uh, period. It. Oh fuck, we cracked it. <laughs> we we got to it. <laughs> we took actually, like five fucking minutes. We actually we- got there in the end. <laughs> Like, oh and my it's god. It's so obvious. That's truly like brainstorming. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we should have known. He would also eat in the homes after he had killed the people. Gross. Mm-hmm. So, at the Pan family home, mm-hmm. after he had shot <sighs> Peter and raped Barbara, uh-huh. he ate everything in their fridge, <laughs> threw up on the kitchen floor. Ew. And masturbated on the living room floor. You're fucking kidding. I'm surprised he didn't pee pee in the corner. (laughs) He ate everything in their fridge and threw it all up. And then he jacked off everywhere. Like, you are really sick. (laughs) He's just like, all their food in their fridge and threw it up. That's so gross. That's so fucking weird. It's just like ultimate disrespect you know what i mean like he wants to disrespect your space in every way he can and he's being like i'm like he's acting like a dog yeah and she lived through that so she's just like alive in the corner like watching him do that (laughs) like eating for an hour barfing it up Uh, and then jacking off uh, oh my uh, god kill me (laughs) i hate this (laughs) um late august we're in mission viejo sure our boy James. Yeah. He's 13. He's got a new girlfriend. Oh, he does? An Atari console, and he doesn't watch the news. Yeah. Uh, middle of the heat wave, a little, little after midnight, he's still awake. Okay. He's the only one in his house who's awake. He and his family had been on like a little RV vacation, and they got back that day. Mm-hmm. So he like slept the whole drive home. Mm-hmm. So he's up at night. Yeah. And he's like, I'm not fucking tired, mom. Right. Right. You know? I'll be up. I'm doing it's Saturday or whatever. He <laughs> goes out to the car to get a pillow he'd left like in the camper from the trip, but um it's locked, so he's like, fuck, fuck. it. <laughs> but while he's out there, he hears a rustling in the backyard. He's thinking it's an animal. Because, I am too. Yeah, because they have a lot of like possums and coyotes back there, apparently. Mm-hmm. But he goes back to check it out. Okay. Even if it were an animal, I wouldn't do that. James. I wouldn't either. Like, none of my business. Yeah. His house is set up like There's a gravel path leading back to his backyard and in the backyard. Uh You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So he's going back there to check it out. And all he hears now is footsteps crunching along the gravel path. Like, like, I mean, his own. Uh So it's it's silent back there now. Uh So picture that he has a hill in his backyard. Yeah. So he is now in the middle of his backyard, standing there looking up the hill to see, like, what it was. Um, Whatever it is, he doesn't see it. Okay, go inside now. But where he does not look is in the shadow of the house or by the glass door that led to his parents' bedroom. Ah! hmm So he walks back down the gravel path, back down to, like, the garage through a side door. Uh-huh. Um, and he's in there working on his mini bike. Cute. He really can't sleep. He really can't sleep. Mm. Um, then he hears footsteps coming down the gravel path from the backyard. Mm. He hears them come to the side yard and stop. Mm-hmm. He says he's holding his breath now, listening. Mm-hmm. He knows it's not an animal. Mm-hmm. He is crouched down working on his bike. He realizes he is he is crouched right by a ventilation grate in the garage, uh, like the wall of the garage. Yeah. So it looks like 
it looks like a like an air conditioner. Right. That, that right. kind of venting. Yeah. Instead of that part of the wall, there's like cool. vents. Yeah, like slats. Almost. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So he's crouched right by that. And this person has stopped on the other side of that grate. Okay. So this is the only thing between them. He is looking at this person's legs across from his face. No. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I'm too scared. Um, he realizes that they're looking for him. Yeah. This person had been watching him huh. as he walked out in the middle of the backyard and searched around. <sighs> they had like hid when he was doing that and I'm, watched him do it. I'm, um, whoever it was had waited for him and then followed him around the side of the house. Stop. <laughs> Stop. Stop. I'm scared. Mm-hmm. I'm getting scared now. I'm real scared now. Um, the unlocked side door had a glass pane in the top half. Can uh-huh. you picture that? Uh-huh. So whoever was outside could easily see in because he he has lights on in there. Yep. The haunt the most haunting image. Because James can't see out. Yeah. It's fucking dark out there. Yeah. But he's lit up like crazy in that garage. Oh, no. Yep. So someone's on the other side looking in on him. Like a fishbowl. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He ducks behind the family car. Yeah, he does. He's thinking, if he opens that door, he would block me off from the rest of the house. Okay. His heart is beating like crazy. He, yeah. But he's like, fuck it. I have to get into the main house. Like, I have to get out of the garage into the home. He says he ran along the right side of the car to the door and into the kitchen. So now he's in the house. He made it. Mm-hmm. So he thinks that it's like a prowler. They'd had yeah. one, they'd had one before. I'd be like, Ugh, weirdo, stop. So now that he's in his home and he's like 13, he's like, oh, I'm totally safe now. So oh, he, God, <laughs> um, he like runs back to see the guy. Um, his dad wakes up and asks him like, what the fuck are you up to, James? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like shut up. <laughs> but he like he runs past his dad, runs back to the spot where the man had been standing by the grate. Because now he's like, he feels safe, you know? Right. He sees a tall, stooped stranger dressed mostly in black walk out on the road now, walking to an orange <sighs> Toyota. Ah. Uh-huh. The guy gets in the car, and James says the car was facing down the hill, but instead of just driving off down that hill, uh-huh. he makes a U-turn. And now, James is out in the street now. Yeah. He's like on the like off, the curb of his own his own house, you yeah. know, like yeah, looking. Yeah, the guy does a U turn, um, to be able to come back and pass James. Dingus, though, also like I'm gonna uh, go tell. Yeah, and James will tell. Um, so the guy drives off. Bye. James gets part of the license plate. Of course, <laughs> he's James killing is it. A fucking hero, he's killing it. <laughs> so James calls the cops. I mean, he tells his parents first. So I was gonna be, he like <laughs> runs in, is like on the rotary, like this is the eighties. There might be a rotary phone. Um, his parents are like, call the fucking cops, tell them whatever, go back to bed then. Right. Cops are like, okay, thanks, night, and they all go back to bed. This is, I mean, I guess there are a lot of creepy people in California because, well, it's no an, one's connecting the dots. Um, <laughs> but the cops call back at three thirty. And they insist that someone wake James up. <laughs> James is like, yeah, yep. What's up, boys? I'm of service. He wakes up again, starts talking to the investigator on the phone. They ask him if he's able to tell them what the man was wearing. Yeah, he was wearing a black members only jacket, blue jeans, and a black baseball cap. They're like, thanks. Have a good night. Thanks. Good night, James. Meanwhile, Bill Carnes and Inez Erickson are asleep in their home about a mile and a half away in Mission Viejo still. 
Here we go. Richard Ramirez climbs through their open living room window. Okay. He shoots Bill five times. Oh, classic move. He rapes Inez Uh. and forces her to pray to Satan. He makes throughout the attack. He makes her repeat. I love Satan. (laughs) I'm truly like I roll city. Come on. She says at one point he paused during the attack to ask her, do you know who I am? What are you, Reese Witherspoon? She says, no. (laughs) (laughs) No. No, I don't. Obviously not. He says, I'm the Night Stalker. Okay. Anything I would have seen? (laughs) (laughs) Um, He obviously fucking robs them. She's able to untie herself, and she runs across the street to a neighbor. Mm, Both survive, but Bill suffers, like, lifelong brain trauma. Oh, no. It really is, like, um, the worst thing ever. The worst shit ever. Yeah. Thought so. She's able to give, again, a good description. (sighs) And her reporting this that same night is how the police know to call James back and see if they match the description. Right, because they are so close. Because they're like, oh, fuck, he's in Mission Viejo. Right. That kid called tonight. You know what I mean? By the next morning, James's house is a crime scene. Ah. (laughs) Ah. If James hadn't been out there, he would have broken in and killed the, his he parents. He was probably. at the glass door, the sliding door to their parents' bedroom. Mm-hmm. Only James being awake in the house got him to be like, wait, fuck. Maybe right. sh- maybe, maybe they're awake and alert enough to like fight, fight me, me off. off. Yeah. Yeah, you fucker. You only get them when they're like literally in REM cycle. When you idiot. like can literally shoot the father while he's sleeping yeah. and like tie up the kids. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? Well, big, tough Satan man. Yeah, like... Okay, is Satan only protecting you when you do pussy shit? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So James, like, leads them all around, showing them, like, what happened, what went down. That's so funny, because, like, he truly is the only one who knows, so his parents are just like, ask James, I don't know. (laughs) You're gonna have to ask James. (laughs) I just don't know. And James is like, I'll show you a photo of him, but he is like, I love to be of service, Happy to help, happy to help. (laughs) (laughs) Call me if if you have any questions. (laughs) Dare night, I'm happy to help. Um, they get to the back, that like glass door out back, and there's a dead bird lying on the concrete at the base of the door where, where Richard Ramirez had been standing. Did he eat it? No, but he like killed it. With his hands? It feels like a divine kind of like darkness happened and X marks the spot. I, yeah, like the bird was like dead by vibes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. A vibe so bad it kills. (laughs) vibes could kill (laughs) (laughs) um here we go we're really we're we're doing it now because james is like a vital information i've never heard of james before and i watched a whole like six-part documentary i hadn't either but like there are photos of him receiving gifts from the public (laughs) but i've never heard of him i know where is he now i'd love to know he plays there's more of him don't worry okay they find the car using the partial plate number he took down, yeah. and they get a fingerprint off that car. Mitch, Max, mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So with that print, they finally connect. They get the name. It's Richard Ramirez. Once they know it's him, police like they for a second they think about not revealing the name to the public. Yeah, because that would help. They're, they're like, if he knows we know him, he might make himself harder to find. Yeah, he'll flee or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But then they're like, if we have information that could save lives and we don't reveal it, are we the bad guys? Yeah, it's like the train, <laughs> the ethical thing, yeah. whatever. So they release <laughs> his... Smart girl. <laughs> they release his name and image and bitch, it's everywhere. Yep. 
And they do press conferences. They say, we know who you are now. Ugh. And soon everyone will. There will be no place you can hide. <gasps> Let's get to the capture. Yay! Yeah! Yeah! August 21st, we're in East L.A. Deputy Andy Ramirez is on Whittier Boulevard having a cup of coffee. Oh, yeah. A call comes through over his radio. It's a disturbance call of men fighting. And there's a possible gun or knife in the 3700 block of Hubbard Street. Okay. Call us for East LA Unit 22. He's like, well, that's not me. So he just carries on, you know, coffee. Sipping his Joe. Donut. But Unit 22 doesn't respond. Ugh. So he's like, well, I'm 30 seconds away from the location, so I'll take it myself. <laughs> I'm watching it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> no one closer than me. I'll do it. Well, if they're closer than me, they'd be the, the they- perps. <laughs> So, as he gets near the location that got called in, he sees a group of men waving him down. Mm. One man is holding a metal pipe dripping blood. Oh. What is this? Grand Theft Auto? (laughs) You know what I'm talking about. It's when he gets close that he sees what they're all crowded around. Yeah. There's a man on the sidewalk sitting up and bleeding from his head. (sighs) So, this guy calls the paramedic. He takes down some information from people in the crowd. Yeah. He says that this guy on the ground... At one point, um, or at this point, is like drenched in sweat and like breathing really deeply, like the being a fucking freak Uh and stinking a lot. (laughs) (laughs) He handcuffs him, asks for his name. The guy says Ricardo. He goes Ricardo. What? He goes Ricardo Ramirez. But this guy still hasn't pieced together who this guy is. Right. So he gets him in the police car. The crowd keeps growing. He says he can feel he's about to have a major problem with the crowd. Is he not like, why is there a huge crowd? <laughs> yeah, but I think he might think that this guy was just carjacking. But he can tell the crowd like wants blood. Exactly. And he's like, he's like, I can't understand like what the vitriol is here. Like, yeah. what what is it? You're like, what do you guys what do you do to you guys? Yeah. Then Officer Jim Kaiser arrives with another LAPD unit and he tells them he's got reports of the night stalker in this neighborhood. And he's like, <gasps> Ports of the Night Stalker in this neighborhood. The tone of the crowd, you could see the anger. They were getting closer and closer to where Ramirez was seated. I thought, if I lose control of this crowd, they're going to take him from this car. Ugh. So they drive him out of there. And Kaiser calls over the radio. Bingo, we got him. Oh. So here's how we got here. <laughs> Amazing storytelling. Richard Ramirez returns from a trip to visit his brother in Tucson that, that day. Okay. He does not know that his name and picture are everywhere. That's so funny. I love it. It is beautiful. It's also like there's something, if you were to believe, there's something like, again, divine about like, yeah. he was obsessively watching and reading the paper for about any himself. news on himself yeah. the entire summer, his yeah. entire spree. And the fucking one day where they release his face and name, he happens to be like, on a bus journey to get to his brother's house in Arizona. Uh-huh. And it also just so happens his brother isn't there when he arrives. So he can't get in to like watch that fucking news right. in, in his brother's house. He has to turn around and take the bus right back home to LA. And just total media blackout. And all <laughs> along the way, no one fuck he never sees a paper or right. a television, nothing. Right. right. It's as if like he were shielded from the from the news. It's like that Greyhound bus was a liminal space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so he arrives back. He walks past a task force who are stalking out the 
the outbound buses, oh my hoping God. to catch him as he tries to leave town. That's but so this funny. dumb motherfucker is arriving back in town. <laughs> <laughs> he picks up a paper at a liquor store. He sees himself on the front page. He's on the front page of all the papers. Eek, Fuck. Eek. Note realizing that, you go, <gasps> oh my God. The jig is up. <laughs> oh my God. I should have just stayed in Arizona. He looks around and um, sees a group of elderly Mexican women staring at him. He starts hearing El Maton everywhere, mm-hmm. meaning the killer. Ooh! He starts running and people start chasing him. Yeah. <laughs> He is trying to rip people out of their fucking cars to to carjack them. He tries to steal a red Mustang first, but the owner's father grabs him and gets him out of the car. (laughs) He then runs and tries to do the same thing to a 29-year-old Angelina de la Torres, telling her he has a gun and all that shit to get her out of the car. Shut up. Some sources say that he actually hit her, like punched her in the stomach to to get her to give him the keys. Fuck you. Hey, brother. Her neighbor, 85-year-old Jose do we think it's french (laughs) b-u-r-g-o-i-n i don't know i would go (laughs) i would say (laughs) um he runs out to help but um richard ramirez threatens to shoot him okay but this guy goes i didn't see a gun so i opened the door and pulled him out of the car Shoot me then. Oh, like, I'm loser. Shoot me. Seriously. Like, come on. I got to go somehow. <laughs> okay. The girl, Angelina, her husband, Manu- Manuel. <laughs> it's all French. <laughs> I think which class you take in seventh grade really tints the Fucks you up. Your pronunciation for the rest of your life. <laughs> Manuel hears her yelling and comes out with a metal rod. Grand Theft Auto? Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> The whole neighborhood comes out at this point. Manuel catches up to him and bashes him on the head with an iron bar. Now the whole group is chasing him and surrounding him. The group is growing as more and more people hear about the commotion and come out to help. And they're also like, as they're running, people are realizing that, oh, he's not just like people who are in their homes Mm -hmm. are like, oh, fuck. That's the Night Stalker. Right, right. You know, when he is finally stopped, the mob begin beating him. At this point, the cops have shown up. He's being so brutalized by the mob that when he sees the police, he goes, it's me, it's me. He says, he later says, I'm lucky the cops caught me. Because you'd be dead, brother. They would have gotcha. That would have been cool. I know, that'd be so cool. But it's like already pretty cool what happened. Right. Um, Manuel and Angelina tell a story about... When they had him like on that um curb or like when the the mob was like beating him. Yeah. He looks at them specifically and says, let me go. I'm Latino. Okay. And what do you want me to do about that? (laughs) (laughs) And then later as he's being taken away, he spots them in the crowd. Yeah. He laughs maniacally at them, sticks his tongue out at them and flashes the pentagram on his hand at them. Which is like for me... One of the scariest parts of the entire story. Because yeah. it is like very Arnold friend. Yeah. Where like the devil disguises himself as whatever he thinks that you want him to be. Yeah. Like he can use whatever clues available to him to decide what what would most appeal to you Ugh. and become that thing. You know what Spooky. I mean? And then so like, he's <laughs> like, I'm Latino, like thinking that is kinship for them. Right. And then later on, he's like, LOL, like, you know, you know, I tried to check you. Ugh, that you know I tried to trick you. I know, that that the laughing at them and sticking his tongue out, like, I tried to trick you. 
Um, so again, like while they had him on the ground, the crowd, when they're still like just it's dawning on them that he's the fucking night stalker too. Yeah. Their people are waving around the newspapers, like, hey, is that him? Is that him? Mm-hmm. The Angelina Tell says her son told her, Mom, look at his teeth. If they're yellow, if they're yellow, that's him. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. Like, if I he's know. disgusting, stinky, that's him, mama. <laughs> she says that they got a good look at his teeth because he was cackling the whole time. Ew. Ugh disgraceful so he's in the cop car being driven away and they get to the police station and the cop opens the door for him and he throws up green liquid everywhere in the parking lot what the fuck the cops go oh this guy is really evil Ew. <laughs> this guy really is evil ew <sighs> richard pleads with them put a bullet in my head let's end it <laughs> oh my god frank salerno and gil Car- carrillo love them they're in Carrillo? the dock i don't know frank and gil yep they were in the dock and yeah. they're leading the whole investigation on him they arrived to start talking to him and this is how much he had been keeping up with his own press Ugh. he knows both of their names before they introduce themselves what a loser he's like gil is that you he's sitting at the table drawing pentagrams oh my god we all doodle hun it's not it's not crazy or like, scary right come on after his arrest, thousands of residents crowd outside the police station where he's being held and chant, kill him, kill him. Um, James. <laughs> he's taken to an evidence room. That is so funny. He gets like dropped off by his parents. He yeah. cannot drive. He He's 13. Ah, I love him. <laughs> he's like getting the half day from school. Love him. He's getting a day off. He's like, Aww. yeah, I'll go help. Love him. Aww. He um, is taken to the evidence room where people can look through to see if any of their shit was that was stolen. stolen is out there on the table he meets inez erickson the woman who was raped the same night that he um that ramirez was like prowling his house uh-huh they like have a little kinship between the two of them like mm. she he says that when they go into the room to identify him she's like can i sit with you like Aww. let's sit next to each other she's very sweet oh, that's so sad i know he says that he knew Ramirez the moment he started walking in for the lineup Ugh. they both identify him he's number two in the lineup and Anastasia or Anastasia Fronas, the little girl from that attack, mm. she identifies him in the lineup as well. She's, again, she's six. And the detectives say that they ask her if anybody, they go, does anybody have any questions? And her little hand went up. And she goes, do I write the word to or the number to? Oh, <laughs> good girl. She's so cute. I know. Um, Ugh, I love her. Thing. She's also in the dock as a grown woman. Let's get to the trial. Oh, my God. 85. His fucking father speaks to the press and blames journalists for his son's reputation. <laughs> you're kidding. You're you're completely joking. That's so funny. Like, truly, what are you talking about? He says the media turned him into a monster. What? He's really just a poor boy who was raised to believe in God. The media just, like, reported on his crime. But, like, cut to his first appearance in court where he pleads not guilty to all charges, but he does flash the pentagram on his hand and yell, hell, Satan. <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't see that. Um, in 88, the trial is delayed because one of the jurors is a no-show. Oh, my God. The no. juror... <laughs> <laughs> the rural juror, Phyllis Singletary... Is later found shot and killed in her oh apartment. <laughs> this is shocking to you. It's just shocking that I 
I know. So this like feeds into the satanic panic around the case. People think that like this has somehow been orchestrated by him or his like harem of whoever. Um, But actually she was killed by her live-in boyfriend who then killed himself. Which happens every day. So it's exactly what uh, you completely know it's going to be. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Woman gets murdered. Oh. Her husband did it. Another female juror fell in love with him. Oh my God. She admits to Geraldo Rivera that she cared for Ramirez, calling him, calling his murders merely his job. What? (laughs) What? His job? It's a hobby at best. Uh, Bad habit at worst. She goes, that's just one side of him. No. Like, no. She says, everyone has a dreadful side. No. No. Mine is like being kind of a cunt to like my bank representative when I'm like poor. <laughs> yeah, like I'm I'm not very patient. Yeah. That's dreadful, I guess. That's but I'm my not, dreadful side. No one like not everyone has a homicidal side. Right. Right? She says it was love at first sight, and she kept photos of him on her nightstand. That's terrifying. I would scream and cry. I can't even look at a picture of him right now in the daytime. I know. She sent him a cupcake on Valentine's Day with the words I love you and brought her parents to meet him on death row. He'll be on death row in a minute. Her parents are like, honey, what? Well, her parents and her family are like, she's insane. She's doing it again. God, Cynthia. (laughs) (laughs) Who let her on this fucking jury? I know. He gets thousands of love letters during his trial, though. Um, They're attracted to his boyish looks. He's the scariest (laughs) motherfucker I've ever seen. He has like dagger teeth. Like what the fuck? He looks like a great white. (laughs) Um, They're fascinated by the brutality of his crimes. Well, I am too, but I'm not going to fuck him. Humans are inherently morbid. I don't know what to say. Um, One of his admirers says everyone makes him look so bad. What? That is like the one thing like you can have a crush on whoever you want, I guess. But like, his dad and these bitches being like, you're making him look bad. It's is like, like, oh, you're obtuse. Yeah. Come, like, okay. And I'm tuning out yeah. because like, you're a f- true, true dumb, dumb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of teens on TikTok who are in love with him. Feel free to go through that phase, but like, feel free to absolutely leave it. <laughs> <laughs> feel free to fucking grow out of it. Yeah. That's just like being an idiot and like being contrary, like being like, uh-huh. actually everyone thinks he's bad. I think he's good. You know uh-huh. what I mean? It's like taking it to the whole like opposite end of the spectrum. Yeah. It's yeah. Just literally being a teenager. Like, well, I'm different. I'm a Jay. So witnesses who testify. James. James. <laughs> Star witness. He's 17 by now. Oh my God. I know. Do you want to see James? Yeah. How's he I, doing? He's, um, like how pleased with himself he is in court. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> You need some info. He looks like a grown man, but also not shrunken down. Um, <laughs> God love him. Oh, yeah. So that's how that night went. I wonder what he's doing now. Me too. James is taking the stand. Weirdly, the defense has his father and sister kicked out of the courtroom. Why? Is they're like his support system? <laughs> Let's scare this kid. His support system. Like okay, but he got to keep his mom there. Oh, and. You fucking losers. My mommy's all I need. Yeah, duh. He testifies for eight hours over two days. Holy shit. Ramirez alternated between staring him down or doing weird shit like winking at him. Winking at him. That's scarier than staring, I think. I I think so, too. 
Um, his story obviously is like fucking consistent. Yeah. Because what happened happened, and that's my story. Whitney Bennett, the teenage girl who he attacked in her bedroom, she testifies. Ugh. Though some details are like obviously fuzzy from her literal head injuries. Like I was being with a tire. Like, iron. I don't remember much from that night. He whacked my brain. Yeah. September 20th, 89. He is, of course, convicted. Of course. 13 counts of murder, 5 attempted, 11 sexual assaults, and 14 burglaries. He's sentenced to die in the gas chamber that we had. (laughs) We did have that. He shouts at the jury, you make me sick, I will be avenged. Lucifer dwells within all of us. Oh my god, like, come off it for real. I'm there like, hmm. Literally, like, anyway, like, <laughs> when he <laughs> when he's escorted past cameras, he goes, hey, big deal. Death always came with the territory. I'll see you in Disneyland. Okay. While he's, like, on death row in 96, he marries Doreen Leoy. She had been an admirer. Oh, yeah. She says that they just don't know him the way I do. Okay. She truly loves him and believes he's innocent. She says she does not see a vicious murderer in him, but rather an attractive and vulnerable man who ex- still exhibits boyish qualities. What's up with the boyish shit? He's skinny. <sighs> <laughs> I'm just so sick of that. It's so dumb. I mean, so she thinks he's innocent. Yeah. Well, yeah, she does. She thinks he's in. I will say that for her. The the first woman, Cynthia, she was just like, I don't care that he killed people. Yeah, that might be worse. Completely. This yeah. girl thinks he's innocent uh-huh it's which like, is like you're a dumb fuck but like you're not evil yourself yeah that's like ted bundy's girlfriend wife wife yeah and was well, like he lied to me <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's the worst shit he did was lie oh my god really um so these two split in 2009 split is so stupid <laughs> <laughs> it's like the picture of them with like the <laughs> <laughs> the lightning bolt of like, like people ju- magazine I just jared press release <laughs> headed to splitsville (laughs) um so but they break up in 2009 when he is officially linked to that rape and murder of mei ling that little girl oh so she it's because of that yeah she like (gasps) when that is confirmed with dna she's like uh, oh (laughs) yeah that's so humiliating for you i know like you're such a dumb (laughs) i know remember whitney bennett the teen Uh uh-huh remember frank salerno the cop Uh uh-huh they had obviously become close because they were, she has to testify, she has to yep. do all these things, and he's, like, a part of all that. After his 30 years in the force, he he retires in 93, and they have a retirement party for him, and she attends. Uh-huh. Hundreds of people attend. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And Whitney is now in her 20s, and she meets his son, Mike, during the party. Ah! Ah! <laughs> they exchange numbers, begin dating, and they eventually marry. Oh! Life in prison. San Quentin prison officials say he wasn't necessarily a model inmate. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He exposes himself to guards on many occasions. Ew. Fucking ew. Um, He's isolated from other inmates to avoid any more physical confrontations. Yeah. Okay. So he's on death row from like 89 onward just waiting. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Aren't we all just on our own death rows waiting? (laughs) I've been on death row since 95, just like waiting. (laughs) (laughs) This article says he had become increasingly reclusive in his final years. But I offer you, how can I be reclusive in jail? (laughs) (laughs) Like he's not, where could I go that I'm not going? (laughs) He stopped going out. (laughs) He's not calling his friends back. Like 
his health deteriorates and in 2013 he dies at 53 of b cell lymphoma oh um it worsened by other conditions like he had hep c and being nasty and being fucking young <laughs> by the time he died people say he was literally green Ew. Uh-huh. is that from the hep c i don't know but they're like he was the color green like he looked like a green highlighter what the f- literal fuck <laughs> i know <laughs> He looked like a green highlighter. Yeah. I can't think of anything scarier. I know. Him. Old and green. green. Finally, his family released another dumb fuck statement. <laughs> they say, we are mourning the loss of our son and brother, Richard Ramirez. The, w- the world judged him, whether fairly or unfairly. It no longer matters. He is now before the true judge, the judge that sees all and knows all things. We ask that you respect our sorrow and grief. No. To say it no longer matters. Um, so when my husband got killed or when my kid got killed, it no longer father, matters. It doesn't it no longer matters. Cuz we might have judged him unfairly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Literally like, I, shut up. The thing is, I completely respect that that was their child or right. their brother or whoever right. it was to them. But like to be so tone deaf and to not understand that like in the grand scheme of who has been wronged in this scenario, yeah. it is not you. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Just like, don't fucking say anything at all. Feel that privately. Right. But to release that as a statement, yeah. you are so out of your mind. Yeah. Yeah. People do that a you lot. You are not the victims here. Yeah. Yeah. I get that like, this is horrible. It sucks for you. But like, have <laughs> some perspective. Yeah. Your son killed people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. In like crazy, crazy fucking ways. Crazy, crazy. Um, That's the goddamn story. Wow. Tell him. Tell him. All right. So definitely absorb the information. Think about the green highlighter thing. <laughs> Spread the information. But as for where you heard it, tell no one. Bye. Bye. Bye.